excited about whether you're a sports fan or you run a business you got to have something to wear why not get it branded why not represent your favorite sports teams your favorite high school your favorite college your favorite pro team why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities anode designs can help you out anode designs our great friend blake hempstead contributor at skyline sports he's the man in charge there at anode and they can get you hooked up with everything from anaconda copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business find out more visit anode designs you can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406 563 where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports. Anno Designs in Anaconda. The victory uh, from this past weekend, uh, I know we had a chance to talk about it after the game, but really felt like it was a team win. Um, you know, obviously starts with, with getting a shutout on defense. Uh, thought a lot of guys played well. I thought we tackled real well. Um, and then ultimately, you know, played a lot of guys to contribute to the end result of, uh, you know, shutting out a really good football program. Offensively, while it did take us a little while to put points on the board, you know, we were we were pretty consistent throughout, uh, you know, with our guys up front and their play. Uh, we were able to hit some 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 play action passes in a, in a passing game. Um and ultimately just get really got them off balance. Uh, I think both with our ability to run it and then get uh, get Sean, you know, out of out of pocket at times. Um, yeah, it was a really good blend of of the outside zone in particular and then the uh, the play action off it. Um, so really pleased with how our offensive line, I guess, when you cut through it, how they played. Uh, they're playing at a at a high rate right now, playing with a uh, uh, really good pad level. And, um, you know, we have an athletic group that now I think is added a little bit more physical nature to the way they go about things. So, you know, uh, special teams wise, um, we limited, you know, the most prolific return man in the country, um, gave him the one opportunity. And, uh, and when we did have to cover, we covered real well. And, you know, on the flip side, um, you know, the biggest play for us uh was, you know, tackling them on the fake punt um, as far as just the return game goes. But that was a big play uh, at that point in time. That was kind of the last ditch for them. And then we were able to score the next play offensively. Uh, concerning with with the missed kicks, uh, for sure. And, um, you know, that did pile up on Brendan a little bit. Um, but what I did appreciate, um, you know, on three of those missed, missed kicks, he had to go back out and kick off right after and, and knocked it out of the end zone on each one of those. So we'll work through that. Uh, still got uh, tons of faith in his ability to do what he's been doing to this point and uh, we'll move forward in that regard. So in front of us now, homecoming, an opportunity to, to play a team that's that scored 150 points the last two weeks um, and, and really is, has got a lot of good players as, a, as an explosive um, way about them on offense. Uh, hit a return in their, in their own right last week. Um, you know, and I think they're continuing to find themselves um, as these weeks have gone along defensively. I, I know if you just purely look at their scores, uh, you know, that's all over the map, you know, starting with the game with Oregon. Um, I think they did play Wyoming, uh, you know, who's three and one, you know, to a uh, closer game, certainly than, than the previous one with, with Oregon. But, you know, as they've went work for these last two weeks, in particular, conference row to be up uh, like they were at halftime against uh, Cal Poly. That was very impressive. So we got our work cut out just to go back to reset again, um, not to get not get too high after a victory like that. 
uh, come back, go to work. And that's, that's where we're at right now. As far as, uh, you know, anything on the injury front, um, you know, leave Tommy off for now. I think he's continuing to progress, but that's probably how we see it for this week. Um, I think Scott Trey Humphrey was one that went out of the game. He's continuing to be evaluated as we work through the week. I know things change with Simeon Woodard uh, through the week last week. Uh, he did practice. Um, so we'll find out more about his availability as this week goes along. But but ultimately got out of that game pretty, pretty healthy, all things considered. So that's where we're at. Um, excited about the opportunity to be back home. You know, we have a home by home now, so we won't go on the road for a while. I'm really looking forward to getting in front of our fans again come this Saturday. So with that, I'll open it up for questions. Um, I guess just one more on the injury front. Is Ty still a week or two away, probably? Well, uh, he's practicing this week. And what what is that yield for Saturday? I didn't put him on the depth chart because um, I think we don't know yet. Um, but he is practicing this week, and uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. Sure. Um, and then I know you mentioned some of the – uh, just look at the tape from Weaver. Is there, is there anything else that kind of stuck out after looking at the tape? Well, I thought we, you know, we withstood some things on defense. Um, you know, they made a few plays here and there, um, got themselves in some second and shorts. I just appreciate how we battled. I think ultimately they were three of 17 on, on third down. And that wasn't all because they were in second and long, you know, we did some really good things on second down to, to push them back in a couple of occasions to, you know, then on third and short, uh, we made it complicated. I know they converted a couple fourth and shorts, but ultimately I think they were two or six on fourth down too. So, you know, our guys just, just playing in the moment, I guess, was the big thing. You know, a lot of times you can let that big gain maybe on first down. If even it's eight, nine yards in your second one, kind of let that affect you on the next play. We didn't do that. Um, you know, and they made a couple plays in that third quarter that, you know, pushed them into our territory. The game's still just 20 to nothing. Um, I thought we really – uh, excelled in that, uh, that, that sequence. Um, so yeah, I think situations before where we maybe let one thing lead to the other. I don't think that happened to us on Saturday and that's something we can really build upon, but I, I know we're playing, uh, we're playing physical on defense. We're playing really fast and that's, you know, that's where we want to be. And then, you know, that whole, uh, mindset of playing together and trusting one another. Um, I don't have to make the play if someone else can, if I do my job, I think that's, that's sh shining through um, to this point in the season. And I don't know if he's, uh, you know, Sean being named offensive player of the week uh, this week, just, I guess, thought his performance. You know, it was, uh, I think it was very impactful. Uh, you throw for two, you run for two um, and, and you make uh, a lot of plays and there was a lot of unscripted plays, I think within that as well. I thought there was really some good. I think he can continue to, you know, keep coming in the, the overall, overall game. Uh, you know, I think, I think passing wise, there were some good things, but there were some things where I think better suited to throw the ball than to maybe pull it down and run on a couple of plays. I, you know, we drove in a position to get points on the board before halftime. And even within that sequence, there was some, some good and some um, not so good. You know, I, I think, you know, he can, he can be physical. We don't need our quarterbacks to be physical. And that's that, you know, that's a real balance there. Um, he doesn't need to make all the plays when he's out there. And he, he didn't, I mean, he made some. Um, so I think continuing to, to hone him in um, is what we'll try to keep, you know, attempting to do um, understanding that he's going to go out there and be able to make plays that a lot of people can at the same time.
you talk about his leadership role, I guess, you know, being at the helm for two straight games. So uh, just his leadership role in the field. Yeah, I think uh, he's got tremendous leadership qualities. Um, I think he's a guy that, you know, in year two now that our, our guys have been around more and more, um, they look up to him, you know, being elected captain was representative of that. And, you know, I think they see more than anything, he's a guy that's going to compete like crazy. So, you know, I, I think uh, that's a unique thing. We have two quarterbacks and we have two captains that are quarterbacks. So you don't have this dip like, you know, some teams would if they go from this captain quarterback to then they go to a young guy. That's pretty dramatic as far as the leadership goes, um, or the void as far as leadership goes. But in fact, we probably stay very similar. Uh, two different, two different leaders in their own right. Two different players, but you know, both guys that have garnered a lot of respect from their teammates, and I, I think that really helps um, beyond just the playmaking. He, he mentioned uh, kind of forty ers influence on the offense Saturday. I guess he was speaking at all. To... He's a forty ers fan. I, I know that. Coach Husher is not a 49ers fan. I think he's a fan of what they do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you look at um, teams like the 49ers and obviously the Dolphins now, which is all, all one and the same, um, the Rams going back. I think they have that blend of the under, under center zone running game with, with the play action that can be very prolific if you have the right pieces um, to put in place. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, just just how we looked – um, with being under center, with with the tighter split receivers, with the motion, I think it probably blended that. And you know, if, uh, if there was a little influence, there probably was to encourage Sean to say, "This is this is your team here. We're emulating your team." But uh, a good good couple teams, if it's the 49ers, the the Dolphins, um, to you know to try to pick some things from. Yeah, has Tommy worked at all under center? Center, or is, that, is he just kind of kind of specific? No, he has. We have. I mean, it's um, uh, and you gotta you gotta be a little bit more deliberate within the week. But whether it's spring ball or uh, fall camp, we work we work under center enough where we should be able to to do it. But you know, Sean would have a lot more experience. Um, you know, a lot of guys come out of high school and they maybe haven't ever been under center, and that was the the case primarily for Tommy. Um, but that's that's more and more the case these days. So it, it is a it's a little bit of a lost art to be able to to take a snap and get away from center because that sounds really simple, but that's um, that's not second nature to these guys. So um, that being said, I think Sean's um, experience and comfortability with it um, does make a difference when you can implement it as much as we did in the game plan. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Um, you mentioned the explosive nature of that Portland State offense. I guess anything specific that stands out for him that stands out for him. Well, I think right now, you know, these last couple games, uh, you start with our quarterback. Um, you know, he's doing a really good job of of making plays both with his arm uh, and his and his feet. Um, very capable as a, a passer, and he's got some big targets to throw to. 
Uh, you know, they haven't, they don't have guys that have all kinds of receptions. I think their leading, you know, leading receivers are 11 and eight as far as that goes, as far as, you know, and we're four games in, but big targets and guys that can get open and, you know, a good blend of uh, um, the RPO game, um, similar to a lot of things that we have within our offense. Uh, so, you know, they can be right by uh, the decision if he's making good decisions as far as whether he should pull it or whether he should throw it or whether they should get on the perimeter. So, you know, there's definitely some elements that will be very challenging. Uh, and then they're running a bunch of running backs, uh, you know, guys with really high yards per carry right now. I think they they have a three that are running over six per carry. Um, and then the quarterback's in the same, the same mix. So, you know, they're doing, they got the capability to do quite a bit. I think that's what you see, uh, you know, in the, in the four games, they've, they can, they can pose a lot of problems for you and they have athletes that, uh, that can execute. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. You know, we didn't play them last year. So thinking back to playing them in 21, um, a complete overhaul as far as what they're doing. Uh, they were they were desert swarm flex defense um, back that year. Uh, now they're more traditional four down play coverage, um, you know, big up front, big enough up front, active up front uh, linebackers that can run, um, make plays there. They, you know, they haven't necessarily taken uh, and been as, nearly as aggressive, say, as a Weber in their coverage game. Doesn't mean they wouldn't against us. Um, more zone, but, you know, I, I'm sure the thought process is, is to keep the ball in front of them, and that's that's kind of how they play. Um, make it hard for the the offense, make the offense ultimately, you know, shoot, shoot itself in its foot. So, you know, can appreciate where they're at. I think they're, they, you know, not having played them last year, you could just purely look at their – their schedule. Um, I think it was, it was up and down. Um, but when the ups there, they, they, they were good, good enough last year. We saw them on film a bunch. And then now this year it feels like, okay, you start out with Oregon. That's, that's a tough task for anybody. Um, going to road to Wyoming and, and that game didn't get away from them by any means. And then, you know, they have the 91 to nothing game. Um, I don't care who you play. Um, that was that, you know, I think at the end of three quarters, and then they go into conference play and do what they did. It's it's impressive. How have you felt about John Johnson's performance so far in three four weeks? Yeah, I really like what John's brought. Uh, you know, we we I've said it. I, I think we had the ability to play more man coverage, and a lot of that is because of the addition of John. Um, I think the improvement of the guys that have been around, the addition of Andrew Pauldrill. Uh, but John's, you know, I think continuing to be a guy that we can lean on. I, I know for the corner position, he had the, the most snaps the other night. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, came up with a really strong effort. So, you know, that whole group, um, the corners, let's just start with that group, has, has played played improved football. And it's, it's personnel, it's experience uh, of some of the guys that have been around. But uh, it was something we definitely needed. I mean, the depth you mentioned throughout fall camp that you were pleased with that. And then I think it, other than the first game, you yeah, haven't been fully healthy at that position, uh, but just how pleased have you been with the Yeah, you know, and we've, we went at it and played um, now five guys through the course of these games. Um, 
I haven't had Simeon in the last couple of weeks, didn't have Miles at um, South Dakota State. But yeah, I think uh, I didn't have Andrew at South Dakota State either. So um, John's been consistent. Um, and I think we've played at a, a rate different than um, we did last year. And part of it is we're just, we're, we're able to play more man coverage. And that's, you know, if, when you can do that, um, you're going to, you're going to highlight a corner more than you are playing zone coverage and um, you're going to put them in tougher situations at the same time. So I think they've stepped up so far. Um, Trayton was a guy that a lot of people, including yourself, said had a big ball camp, mm -hmm. had a, a couple touchdowns this last week. What have you kind of seen him in this early stretch? Well, we found him a couple more times, uh, but he has been really consistent, you know, and then the nature of our, our first three games, um, he wasn't targeted but a couple times um, and we'll have to keep finding ways, you know, within the game plan to, to highlight him and Derek. Um, I think they're, they're both uh, obviously, I think capable beyond that, you know, more than capable receivers um, and they run really good routes. And that was really, you know, both his touchdowns were on his ability to lose his defender. Um, and he did a great job of that. And then Derek at the same time, you know, we need to find ways to get, get him the ball. And, and that's, you know, we had whatever, how many times we threw the ball, you know, we, we scrambled on another probably eight plays. So you end up, you know, in 60 some plays, um, you're upper twenties as far as pass calls, but you throw it in the high teens, it's misleading sometimes, but you know, um, those two guys, you know, however many times we, or whatever they end up with receptions, I guess they need to be, you know, a conscious thought in our mind as we would prepare each week, because they're both guys that can, uh, can separate and make big plays. Yeah, I know Derek has been such a you know such a force in, in the run blocking or just blocking in general. Is trading kind of in that that similar mode? Yeah, yeah, he's playing more in line, and um, yeah, he's he's done a really good job so far this year. And that's you know I probably spoke more to the the pass side of things in fall camp, but it was really how he was doing you know against guys like Brody and Ben, and you know, um, and that's such a good, the advantage we have is when when you're a good player, but you can go against a good player every day and practice in spring and fall, it makes you that much better. And, you know, uh, without spring, I think trade really, you know, I think that's where you felt like, boy, he's really continued to come along. And, and that's why I think I spoke like I did through the course of fall camp is because it wasn't just on the pass side. It was on the blocking side as well. Join town pumps, pump it up rewards plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. touchdowns took a while to develop so I guess can you also just talk about the dominance of the O-line you know with those two plays with the run game yeah. and Coach Al Johnson what they're doing there yeah I think it all works together you know when when you got a defense a defensive line in run mode um, as versus pass rush mode it does make it a lot easier to, to pass block because that becomes this transition as that play is going on so you really don't even get a pass pass rush and I think our guys are making those run plays and in those either out of pocket play action or in play act, in pocket play actions look very similar. And when you can get can get a defense guessing on its heels, you can get linebackers running like crazy. Um, it's it's going to allow you to pop some runs like we did, and it's going to allow for some big plays in the passing game. And those big plays in the passing game 
you know, the couple to, to Trayton. I know there's one to Aiden Garrigan. A couple misses that still have to make them wonder, you know, we got behind the defense a couple times and we didn't complete it. And then Sean's, you know, I think he probably had three, four runs off of those out of pockets as well, including one of his touchdowns. So, you know, it's it's it starts with the the old line being able to block the run, but then make everything else look, uh, you know, very similar. And Julius Davis dominated, you know, the run game as well. So I guess just talking about him, the role he's uh, kind of come into. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we brought Julius in with high hopes, uh, high expectations and. You know, I think some things flash through fall camp, but we don't tackle a lot. So it's, you know, it's hard to really get a gauge. But as we've gotten in the, you know, the season now uh, on each one of the Saturdays, he's proven to be a guy that's tough to tackle. And he's got, uh, I think, really good instincts um, as far as his tempo goes and how he sees things. You know, you don't look back and at the end of the game saying that Julius missed this one, missed this. he's missed a few maybe, but he's he's been pretty spot on as far as how he sees it. Um and then his ability to get into the secondary um, consistently has been, you know, as much as anything, his ability to make the first guy miss either at the first level or the second level. So, you know, we need to keep uh, giving him opportunities. I think he's proven very worthy of that. And, you know, uh, I think that whole group, you know, just looks a lot different than, you know, what we had for the bulk of last season. Um, a couple of plays that, uh, that Nolan made a tackle in the first play from the scrimmage that seemed like it stopped a, a pretty big game. And then uh, Ben was um, just stayed kind of put on the edge on the um, on reverse. Um, yeah. it, it seemed like just the discipline and the being in the right place was kind of constant throughout. Yeah, the I think, I think, yeah, doing your job and then being able to do it really effectively, being able to play fast. Um, you know, even the fake punt, they had some blockers, but Makeda Riley and Zach Cruz came out of nowhere um to snuff that out i guess so yeah i think it's our guys being very disciplined um trusting one another and then being able to you know when given the opportunity to make a play because nolan's was not an easy play and that that beginning of the game can look a lot different um if that's all of a sudden a 40-yard run as opposed to i think it was an eight-yard run uh, it had the makings uh, of a bigger run and nolan made a really good play so we made more plays in space i think in this game than we had in even the previous couple um and that's a good sign because i think weaver state skill is is really good um banks had proved that in particular in the games proceeding so um we need to keep doing that you know i think uh, your confidence grows in, in in what you're doing how you're able to do it as you put performances like that together so you know we should uh we should be able to build off of that um but not lose sight of what kind of got us there it's to your point it's it's being disciplined and, and then just trusting what you see and doing it at 100 miles an hour. Um, I guess uh, with Danny having this at half, I guess the target goal, McCade probably at least, I guess, starting. Yeah, yeah, McCade will, uh, will step in like he did in the game. Um, you know, I think we'll, you know, we've been that, that backup role beyond McCade, so that fourth guy in the mix um, um, was Neil Daly. Now Neil's been out and, and it will continue to be out. I don't know if we've talked about that, but um, some of those things go unnoticed, but Cole Bullock uh, stepped in. And I think both of the last two games has done some good things. He's still a guy that, you know, is learning, um, learning our defense kind of on the fly. Um, and, but he can tackle the football when he's in the right place. And, you know, so we'll see how that goes through the course of the week, whether that gets cool in any kind of rotation, um, in that first half, but I think he's made some, some real strides the last couple of weeks. Oh, man, I guess just you know, looking at that targeting call, is there anything else? Is there anything that kind of stood out to you? Watching well, I, I 
you know, it's it's something that um, though that rule it, it's it's obviously well intentioned, and in the execution of that rule, where it doesn't have to be called on the field, it can be called up in the booth, is well intentioned. Um, I don't think all targetings are necessarily egregious as far as the intent, and I think that would be one of them. But the elements of targeting were there, and it was it was called, and and we'll deal with the consequences. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, do you have anything? Yeah, hey, Coach, can you hear me okay? Yep, gotcha. Uh, a couple things for you. I know I asked you about the, the communication of the defensive line, but I wanted to follow up on that a little bit. It seems like that's such a key element to what they do, especially just kind of the back and forth and, and working as a unit together. So what are sort of the factors that have helped them have that great communication, and how important is that to your guys' defensive scheme? Well, you know, it's funny that they don't necessarily communicate a lot, but they have to be on the same page, which right. is a form of communication, I suppose. Um, you know, so it's it's our our coaches, um, you know, putting them in in position to run games, you know, where two guys are working in tandem and, and maybe exchanging responsibility. And we're doing that, I think, really well, both on when it's relative to the run game. Um and then you know on, on passing situations as well. I, I think we're not uh, we're not a team that's just going to take our four guys and just run them forward a whole lot. Um, but when we do that, we have to have gap integrity, and you know our our guys behind them have to be well positioned to play the right gaps. Um, and then when we're moving, it's all tied together at the same time. So I I think that's you know the one thing we're doing up front is understanding that that group. Um, does not have to light at the stat sheet to be effective. You know, the D line, you know, obviously you want to, you want to get tackles for loss and sacks and those things. But if you're doing your job consistently, someone else is getting the glory a lot of times and that's okay. Um, when a D lineman tries to do too much, it might play out of his gap. Then we have real problems. Um, so those type of situations, and that's maybe how I, took your question the most the other night is we are playing really disciplined and really hard in that regard of just doing our job and doing it in a real physical way, um, really trying to affect the line of scrimmage. And a lot of times that means someone else is maybe getting credit for the tackle, but I think collectively that group is uh, um, pretty dialed in on being where they're supposed to be and uh, doing it in a pretty effective uh, manner. Yeah, I guess that's what I was asking is how do you play so many line games and still stay fundamentally sound and gap sound? Because it seems like you guys are doing both those things pretty dang well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's experience. It's trust in it's trust in the call. You know, I, I think uh, um, and trust in seeing it play out, I guess, at the same time. You know, so I, I think everybody's nature is is the see ball, find ball, um, no matter what position you're playing. But in the grand scheme of things, that's not how we play defense. It's I got a job to do. Um, I need to do it as well as I can. If that provides me an opportunity to make a play on the ball, great. If it provides someone else the opportunity to make a play on the ball, just as well. I, and I think we're really, 
really dialed in on that right now. Um, you know, and, and, and those guys work really hard to, uh, to, let's say to, to perfect those movements. Um, and we're, we're certainly not perfect, but trying to do those things as, as best they can. And then I, I think our coaches are doing a really good job of, of putting them in the best scenario is to be disruptive um, relative to what the other team's scheme is, you know, and there's a real, there's a real art to that. Um, you know, so, so coach Howe and coach John Baptiste um, along with uh, coach Daly and coach guards, I mean, they all get credit for, let's see, how does this all fit together? You know, those D line coaches, um, their job is to, to really fit those movements to, the calls on the back end. Um, and I just, I think we're doing a really good job of that right now. We have guys that can are capable at the same time. You have to have good players to do the things we're doing. So it's, it's twofold, but then those guys have to really be bought into just doing their job and, and not worrying about what that stat sheet looks like at the end of the day. I've been impressed with your whole team's sort of perspective on being part of something bigger than themselves, but those defensive linemen, they talk a lot about upholding that, sort of legacy of Montana State's defensive line. So, I mean, how impressed are you by that element? How how important is that for them as a group? Yeah, I, I'm real impressed because I, I think they understand that our, our success um, begins and ends with with that group. Um, and that's an every down deal. And, you know, it's not just four guys. It's ideally eight to ten guys contributing to that. Um, and, you know, they've had some really good influences, I think, going back uh, – in their time, they talk about that, you know, I, I, yeah, I think there's definitely a standard that they feel that they need to uphold, um, you know, and, and maybe haven't always, I suppose. I mean, that's hard. It's hard to always, always uphold that, that high standard, but they're doing a really good job of, uh, of prioritizing, Hey, we, you know, if we're going to play great defense and that's our, that's our intent, um, that group needs to play great. And that's not always, like I've said a couple of times, reflected in the, any kind of personal stats. But ultimately, when you can hold a team down, um, you know, I, you know, near 100 yards rushing, near, a, you know, 100 yards passing, that's a pretty good day at the uh, job for that group in particular. And you mentioned how sometimes when Portland State can get going, I mean, they have some really electric players, especially offensively. The quarterback is really, really athletic. And, and they have some receivers, too. So how important is it to – not let them find rhythm on Saturday. Oh, it's critical. You know, um, I think the mode of what they want to do is stay ahead of the chains. Uh, you know, they're right now, I think they, they passed us as far as uh, third down production right now in the league, um, four games in. Um, and that's, I'm sure, a product of just the down and distances more than it is anything. Uh, you know, they're, they're run oriented. Um, doesn't mean they can't pass. Doesn't mean they don't have capable. But they want to, they want to be in that mode. They want to keep you guessing. Um, so it's you know discipline, tackling. Um, those two things are, are going to be uh, critical. You know, it's it's one thing to have the discipline and be in the right spot, but if you can't get them down, then what good is it? Um, I thought on Saturday watching the film, they they broke a number of tackles. You know, a number of those big plays. It wasn't because Cal Poly didn't have someone someone there. And then you talk about the quarterback, his ability to go the distance is there. Um, you know, it's a little bit different animal as far as the quarterback run game goes and the quarterback's ability to run the football than we we faced this past week. Um, and, and we're going to have to be 
ready for that. Um, really the past couple of weeks, you know, going back to South Dakota state, we haven't faced a, you know, a quarterback that was really a run threat, um, but he absolutely is. Just sort of the arc of a season, turning the page, no matter what happened the previous week, how have you thought, thought your team has done so far with that? And how important is that now uh, coming back home, going into this week? Well, it's a constant reminder. Um, I, I know that, you know, you, you finish up, uh, you play on the evening uh, on Saturday, you get home late. Um, you know, I, I believe in what we do. We give our guys off Sunday and you hope that that allows for a, um, some decompression, uh, some reality checks, those type of things. We watched the film on Monday morning and, you know, really want to be able to put that previous game behind us, uh, the good and the bad. And we go right back on the field. We correct some things. So, you know, uh, but yeah, you constantly reminding guys that, that game we just had really has nothing to do with this next game. You can build off it for sure. Um, but, you know, you have to go back to work and regardless of who you play, um, you got to get ready to go. And that doesn't happen just by showing up on Saturday. It's, it's by flipping the, turning the page, I guess, on, on Monday. Um, and we preach to that every week. And I think we got a, a group of, you know, older guys, fifth and sixth year guys that um, have heard that, you know, that same uh, message through the last couple of years. And, you know, if, you know, I task them, I, I guess as much as anything, if you feel like someone's, you know, not preparing the way they need to prepare, you know, full, full right to, to get on them for that. But more so let's encourage those younger guys of what each week needs to look like, what the process needs to look like each week, what the preparations so that you don't just plan on showing up on Saturday um, and just relying on talent alone. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Bozeman and Belgrade. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports. 